You're listening to a bonus episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast recorded at the Scaling New Heights Conference in June of 2022. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to a special bonus episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast recording at Scaling New Heights in Orlando, Florida. I am Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. Blake, it's day two at Scaling New Heights for us, right? Day two. Day two. Things have got complicated here. Really? There's been weather problems, travel problems. Trying to book interviews has been difficult. So we're now we're going to do an interview where I had three people, and we just have one now. Okay. So one guest, Jason Richelson. He's the CEO and founder of Bookkeep. Jason, say hi. Hi. Glad to be here. And Jason, I, before we jump into what you do now, and I really want to speak in general at a high level about data and accounting data and getting accounting data and the state of APIs and all that, but like rewind us to how you got into this space. Like, mm-hmm. What's your background? How you got to it? Um, my background, I actually, I actually did start working at PricewaterhouseCoopers on the engineering side, you know, of before you know what sold to IBM. So accounting roots to begin with. I do. I you know the only test that I think I ever got a hundred percent on was some logic test they gave you for hiring into into their engineering department. You know at Price Waterhouse where they then sent you into you know as a business person to write code. Wait, so they PwC yeah. had an engineering department. Well, it, it's what they sold. It's their consulting division. So what they sold to IBM, and so we wrote software. So I wrote. I was an analyst, which is like a product manager now, at Deutsche Bank building a portfolio management system. Basically, that was my first job. And then I quit and started a tech firm called Internet Cash, which was a payments, a prepaid payments card for the internet. That, of course, went, you know, in 2001, went belly up. But I learned a lot through that. And then I went and worked on a trading desk and wrote automated trading software and did a little trading. But then I opened a wine store because I wanted to automate the back office of the wine store. I did not want to sell wine. I didn't ever stand in the front of the store, but I wanted to pick the point of sale and I wanted to get everything working together. And actually, I still, what we do at Bookkeep is still from the QuickBooks integration from Microsoft RMS into QuickBooks Desktop. The way they did that with the summaries, you know, basically a Z tape, we essentially mimic that. And uh, so I had a lot of experience. And of course, then I started Shopkeep, which was a better point of sale system. We were the first iPad point of sale. Before Square was even in retail, they were just doing swiping cards on, on people's phones. We actually had an iPad where you could print a receipt, pop a cash drawer. There's a video, I think it's not on YouTube anymore, but from 2011 of me popping open the cash drawer, printing a receipt. And that video got us so many coffee shops. You're like, I don't want this expensive point of sale. I just I want this thing on the iPad. And that's really where, where Shopkeep took off way, way back when. So I've I've done a lot of different things. And now we you know started an accounting firm a couple of years ago, which basically has now become a software firm because the accounting part is hard. I, I feel for all these small accountants who deal with all these all their clients, it's a very hard job. So you're like Hugh Jackman, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like a triple threat, right? He's he, a singer, dancer, he does everything. He so actually so uses Shopkeep. He, you're, you're an engineer. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, he well, uses Shopkeep? In his coffee shop. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. This is wow. He uses Shopkeep, yeah. Because like you're, you're an engineer yeah. and a small business owner and arguably own a bookkeeping or an accounting firm as well now. Wait, yep. so Shopkeep, did you sell that? Did you yeah. exit? I, I exited in sort of, I wasn't happy with where the product was going and, and I was so burnt out after seven years. So I left the company, I stayed on the board and I was still part of it, but they sold to Lightspeed about a year and a half ago. 
Lightspeed in Canada, uh, which is a great place for them to go. It's a great company, and I'm okay. And they also bought Vend out of Australia, I think. Lightspeed bought. Yeah, they've been doing a roll up of, of all of them, and uh, a Dax, who I think he's just stepped down. He's a great guy, and that's a great company. I'm so happy it ended up there instead of at a private equity firm or or somewhere else. So, so yeah. So then, ha- so you just bored? Like, why'd you start doing bookkeeping? Well, literally, I kept trying to start other companies and just burning money on stupid ideas that I thought I was so smart. And I basically pulled back and said, just to keep myself busy, I'm going to do the books in my wine store just so that I don't get involved and try and do anything else that costs me money. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I automated this whole thing. I probably could do it for other people. And that's how Bookkeep kind of got started. And we don't do the bookkeeping for other clients anymore. Now we just do the automation part of it, which is for these sales systems. So Shopkeep was successful, so you decided to keep with the same naming convention. Yep. You went with Bookkeep. Yes, and an interesting story, I, I paid five, I wanted, Shopkeep was the name we wanted, but we couldn't get the domain back in 2011, uh, 2008, sorry, 2008. We paid $500 for Shopkeep. Bookkeep is what I wanted here. I couldn't get it either, I had to pay for it, and that was $30,000. Big difference, but I think it's still worth it. I think it's a good name, and and, uh, and oh, I got payroll keep. I got them all. Yeah. So I'm not ready to go on the next venture. So no, I got all these domains. David's just squatting on all the keeps. <laughs> all the keep names. All the keep right. names. I like it. Hopefully, this is the only one I ever ever going to need uh, ever again. And with Bookkeep, you started out doing the books, but now you're an automation platform. What are people using Bookkeep for? So what we do is essentially the the manual data entry that anyone does. If you use Square or Shopify, bookkeepers out there are having to log in, run reports, or download orders, and do pivot tables and roll-ups in Excel, and then type numbers into QuickBooks or Zero or whatever. So we essentially take all your orders, and we do proper accrual summaries on a daily basis. So we take all your sales from Amazon Seller or from Shopify. We summarize that into a single journal entry, and we post those on the daily basis. Then as your payments come in from your, your deposits come in from your payments, we also post those and reconcile them in a clearing account. Um, and eventually we're gonna get to the point where we actually will double check and reconcile and say, hey, this payment exactly matches that sales day, you're all good, even though you'll be doing that in QuickBooks with, when you check off you know, in your bank feed. But, but essentially we replace that work so you have absolutely accurate books to the day, no matter what sales system you use. And when you use Bookkeep, doesn't matter if it's a Square client or Amazon seller or PayPal, our system looks exactly the same. The mapping engine's the same. The the automatic re-entry, you know, you can adjust entries or you can adjust mappings and repost things. Like all of our system works the same. It doesn't matter what your client's using. And we have about 26 apps on our platform. And we want to add as many as we can get as get access to. So so putting your, your developer hat on, like mm-hmm. obviously QuickBurst is an API, apps have APIs, you connect things. Like, is a lot of the data still locked up? Like and yeah. there's all this talk, we're going to automate accounting. But like, if the data is locked up and you can't yep. get to it, like, how, how does this happen? It's, it's so frustrating, and, and I know we've talked about it a lot. But you know, as an example, I can't get Grubhub to talk to me. Like, I reached out, do you guys have an API? Can we get access to an API? And, and they just don't seem to care. So we actually had to build a scraper to get the data. You, you can't get access to, you can get orders from Grubhub through multiple different platforms. You can't get the fees, you can't get the marketing, you know, fees, and you can't get the deposits. So, and a lot of the same, a lot of in so the Grubhub restaurant So only lets me connect enough of my point of sale to see the order so I can ship yeah, the order to my it's customer. It's all about the sales. But I can't get totals at the end of the week or And, and another great example, because sales is what drives 
dollars, you know, people signing up and paying. And TradeGecko is a great example of that. If you remember TradeGecko, it was the greatest inventory management tool. Intuit bought them, They right? did, yes. 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 And I loved using it for my store, but they eventually started doing invoicing and, and allowing people to sell. And they started stop focusing on the reporting that I needed to do inventory management. And they just, they moved into sales because that's where they get more customers. So nobody really focuses on the back end, on the accountants, you know, it, it, and, and I, yeah, it doesn't pay as well as payments. It doesn't pay as well as, you know, payroll. But, um, but in the end, I, I, I see that it, it's a huge problem for accountants and they spend a lot of time doing data entry or doing reconciliation. In fact, we did a survey, um, which, which we should share with you guys. Basically, uh, the, there's a lot of money spent on outsourcing, on data reconciliation and data entry. If you can't find the people to do it in this country, it's being offshored. So a lot of that work, I think we can automate over time. I do need access to the data. I don't have an API for Grubhub. DoorDash has no automated data exchange. Even if it was an email that had a spreadsheet attached, I could automate that, but they don't do that so, either. So if I'm a accountant bookkeeper, I'm seeing the deposit from Grubhub. Yeah. I'm just putting in all the income because I don't have an yes. easy way to say like this much is the marketing expense and this is the other fee or right. who knows what the hidden fees are in there. So I'm not getting an accurate representation of my revenue and expenses. Correct. And a lot of people do it that way, even up to multi-million dollar businesses I've seen doing it because either the bookkeeper doesn't have access because the owner didn't give it to them or because they don't know um, sometimes or and you're doing a disservice to your client. And your client, when if they want to get loans, you're not accurately showing their gross income, um, minus discounts and minus fees, minus loans. And when you're dealing with Square, as an example, Square Shopify are starting to now not deposit your money. They want to keep as much money as you can, as they can. So they have savings accounts, they have debit cards, and I think Stripe is doing similar things. So if you're a bookkeeper and all you see is the bank fee, you're not seeing the whole story. Because now that they're becoming banks, the data is even harder to get to. Yeah, and they still don't have APIs for that. They don't have APIs for their debit cards or their savings account. I'm sure they'll get there, but we can't even access that data either. We want to book those debit card transactions as well into your books, but we don't have access to the data. And, and it's never a priority for them. I mean, Square still, I mean, it's one of my pet peeves with Square, but they still don't have a unit cost in their API for inventory. I can't do cost of goods sold entry because I can see all the items, I can see all the receivings, I can see everything, except what did you pay the vendor for that product so I can get a cost of goods sold. I, I don't even understand. And this is not just Grubhub, it's like all of these, all of them. these yeah, services all. like this where people have sales in and third parties are kind of taking a piece of it. Yeah. And they, so they're, they're make, if, if you're using an app or a company or a third party that's putting deposits in your bank account, you kind of can't get that data. It's, it's hard. You have to, yeah. And, and even it's, it's as simple as what, what you guys know, which is you got to provision a login for your bookkeeper. Sometimes owners don't know how to do that. Sometimes in a big company, the bookkeepers don't even know who has access to those systems sometimes, you know, so they can't get the data and, and nobody, and the communication is always bad, especially if you're using an outsourced bookkeeping firm. So we didn't have like an uprising of accountants and bookkeepers here where we're, we have a huge petition about Grubhub, freeing the data, free the accounting data, yes. make an API. Is like that what we have to well, You know, do. what's so funny is that when I, when I watch someone, a, a bookkeeper accountant do this, even, you know, take a payroll example, I'm like, why are you doing it that way? They're like, what do you mean? That's just how I always do it. They don't think to even say, have you thought about asking XYZ app developer, you know, can they make a better integration? And they never seem to, they, I feel like they don't think that they can try and push for, for a better integration or better help. And, and they do need to, we need to rise up. I mean, we'll, we'll build a better integration if we can get access to the data, 
but it does take yeah. uh, clients, you know, accountants as well as big, you know, big clients who are using these apps to say, hey, I'm not using you unless my back office has better automation or better access to data. Well, the problem is, I think plenty of us accountants and bookkeepers make these suggestions yeah. to the developers, but it's not high priority. Yeah. I think you said this earlier, it, it doesn't lead, it's not a, it doesn't drive sales yeah. because it's the client's accountant asking for this. Yeah. Client's going to be using the app anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like people are going to stop using Grubhub for their restaurant right. if Grubhub doesn't have an API. So we just have to deal with it, you know? I know. And I guess this is the uh, accountant's full employment situation because there's always going to be plenty of work since we don't have this magical system that all just connects and there's no standard for it. And but it's often data entry, you know, it's data entry work and right. you can't find people to do it. That's one of the problems. So then what, what ends up happening is, is, is the way I explain it is, well, you want your books done within a couple of days of the close of the month, right? So you know how your month was or how your last week was. Yeah. Well, and your books are getting done, what, six weeks later? you know, two months later, and that's because the data is not available. So, and for restaurants and e-commerce, like you can't wait that many yeah. weeks, right? Yeah, like, exactly. And I mean, I think to some extent, probably some of those app delivery apps don't want you to see all the fees that are being charged uh, and that might be part of it. But actually, I, don't, I think it's really just comes down to it. it's not a priority. Um, but as you know, the books need to get done. So it takes a chain, you know, it's, you know, a hundred location chain that's using Grubhub or DoorDash or Uber Eats to say, guys, you know, you need to build this for us or you need to make this data available. I do understand that like Uber Eats has a, I, I did talk to a, a big chain that does use them. Uber Eats does have a download you can get and, and apparently, you know, but they'll send you a file, <laughs> which, you know, with all the transactions across all the locations so that you can reconcile. Uh, but, you know, they need to make that more available somehow. I, you know, I, it's going to take the whole industry, I think, rising up. So do you think this is something that's um, just smart places are dealing with? Like, do they have special backdoors to, to this data to franchises? Like, does McDonald's get to go and get all this data? Like, yeah. Is this, is this is really, the data exists and the APIs exist, it's not letting us have access? I think, I, I have to imagine, I mean, McDonald's is on Uber Eats, right? And, and a bunch of- I think I, so, yeah. I have to imagine that they are re requiring some sort of data access for that. But probably they're not thinking like, we should make this available to everyone. I haven't, we haven't, I basically get, nobody really wants to talk about it, at least not when I call them. Uh, nope, it's not a focus right now. It's basically what I get. So you said you integrate with like 26 apps. Who are apps and who out there is good data stewards where you're like, hey, yeah. these guys have good APIs. We can get their data because really as accountants and bookkeepers, you should shove your clients onto those right. apps that play nice with others. Yep. Like, give us some examples. Well, definitely Shopify is great. Great APIs, great reporting. They also have great accounting reporting. Uh, Square has awesome, a, a really great API and their, their summary reports are very accurate. Square is really good with reporting. And, you know, then they get less, you know, Etsy. Some of those are more, a lot of systems, it's so funny, they won't even, they don't even give you reports. It's just, if you want to see your sales, you can download a spreadsheet. You know, Squarespace, I think, they might have some summary. You know, sometimes I look with the client, I'm like, here's a summary report, and they show me a summary report. I'm like, that's not a summary report. That's like, these are your deposits minus fees for this period of time. That is not, a, that's not a sales summary report. And... So often we end up just having to take the orders and we, we do our own summaries. We grab all the orders. We do our own summaries based on accounting rules. And that's very important. That's why, you know, we keep it similar across all tools. So that, and that's one of the problems when you use the integration that maybe the app developer gives you often, I mean, most accounts know they often don't use it because it's not either done well or it's not easy to use 
or doesn't use proper accounting rules. So it's a hard problem to solve, but it's going to take all of us to, to do it together, I think. So I noticed on your website, you uh, talk about cannabis as well. Yes. So is that data easy to get to, or is that locked up in whole different kinds of systems? It's actually, that is a space. So one of the, where we end up going is into spaces where they need the books done because they get audited. So, and, and we are moving into bigger businesses. So in cannabis, they have to get their books done because they get audited. And so they need automation. So they need the book because they need the books done quicker. So they do put a lot of pressure on the point of sale vendors to provide accounting integrations. And now we're partnered with Trees. We have a couple others in the space where we're getting data from about five of them point of sale systems where we are the accounting integration. Because also as an app developer, I also want to market to them and say, guys, don't build an accounting integration. It's too much work. We know you don't want to spend time on it. If you can give us access to an API where I can get all your orders, I will build you an accounting integration automatically using our platform. From the to other direction. Your... Yeah. Well, it's almost like a pull. It's like we a pull, pull, yeah. pull integration. We pull. Yeah, we pull from the system and then we post summaries into your accounting system. And, um, and, and on their side, they could say we have an integration even though they don't have an integration. Exactly. And, and since our clients are accountants and bookkeepers, and you know, Trees is an example, their customers are the people selling and, and the dispensaries, you know, we focus on the needs and I, can, I just grab the raw data from, from Trees and, and we post it in Trees. And when the accountants have questions, they ask us, not Trees. So we do take a big burden off the hand of the bookkeepers, I'm sorry, of the app developers, if they realize it's a problem. I mean, if they're getting enough pain uh, to, to address the problem. Got it. Perfect. So Jason, if people are listening to this and they want to get a hold of you, mm-hmm. what's the best way? Well, you can, uh, you can email me, of course, jason at bookkeep.com or bookkeep.co, both work, um, and or come to our website and chat with us uh, or come see us at the show here. We're usually at shows. We'll be at ZeroCon as well um, and QuickBooks Connect as well later this year. Us as well. Yeah. Great talking to you, Jason. Nice to talk to you guys finally. Thank you.